We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we have our game plan episode for the Detroit Lions versus the Baltimore Ravens. We're going to talk about some keys on the offense and the keys on the defense that the Detroit Lions can attack this Baltimore Ravens. All in episode 195 of the Pride Podcast. With the seventh pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell, tackle, Oregon. DJ Hawkins yes. they did it, they tied it, they're an extra point away from winning this game. Oh baby, how big is that? Yo, what is going on guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 195 on the Blue Warrior Network. I am your host, Tyler. Joined by my two guys, as always, full crew today. Malcolm, here. How you boys doing today? I am doing great. Malcolm, how are you? Woo! I'm doing good. I'm here. I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. coming. You knew Tyler, was coming. how are you doing, bro? I'm doing you well. No, but honestly, I, I, just got, I got a quick rant. Got to get off my chest very quickly. Not about the Lions. It's about this stupid-ass weather in Michigan. And if I sound bad, oh and I don't sound like myself, it's because we have to compromise today. And we have to record off my phone today because we lost internet. In the Farmington Hills area. So no internet for me, which means no laptop for me, which means no microphone for me, which means we have to compromise to data and using an iPhone. And hopefully we don't cut out and we don't sound bad. So that's just my little rant. But when, other than that, do it hey, I'll say this. When there's a will, there's a way. And you're making it happen. You're here. That's all that matters, man. That's yeah, all the listeners yes. care about. They, they want Tyler. We try to deliver. <laughs> so we're here. Um, this is, you know, it's coming to a little cramped schedule because obviously the Monday night game, we had to delay the process of recording the post game because obviously the game was played a whole day later. So this is our now third pod, you know, three days in a row. So, you know, we're getting the workload up. Regular season's here. Can't complain, right? Woo. Hey, Sick. man, I'm excited. Let's do it. So, obviously, we're going to break down the Detroit Lions versus the Baltimore Ravens. That's going to be happening this Sunday at Ford Field. We're going to get into the injury reports 
And then the keys to the game for the offense and the defense, see what they could do to maybe, you know, scrap away their first win. So before we get into that, let's talk about some trade rumors, which, yeah, no, this is not an off-season pod. This is week two. We're talking trades, talking legitimate trade rumors. And that's dealing with Jamie Collins, linebacker Jamie Collins of the Detroit Lions. Obviously, wasn't his greatest outing week one and week two. And according to Ian Rappaport from NFL Network, the Lions are shopping Jamie Collins uh, for a potential trade. And something also, when we get into the injury report, Jamie Collins did not practice today. It was a walkthrough, so these were estimated what would happen during practice. Jamie Collins was a non-participant with no injuries, non-injury related. He was not participant, so the Lions are actively shopping Jamie Collins. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Jamie Collins this week, and just throughout the process if he's going to even be a Detroit Lions this week. So let's talk about Jamie Collins. I'm going to start off with you, Pierre. You saw the report of Jamie Collins uh, on the trade block. What was the initial reaction? Shocked, expected, or you know what were you thinking? Guys, before that report came out, we were literally texting. We're like, man, we wouldn't be shocked if they trade his ass and Bill Belichick comes calling. We literally no, was, like, we were like texting gift. about there's that. that of, of, of Bill Belichick and the binoculars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and another thing is, man, like I didn't really have a chance to break down last week's game, what happened. When, when you were watching the game, he kind of looked lazy. He wasn't putting in the full effort, and he looked slow. He just wasn't like what we've seen from him. He's not the same player he was. I don't know if it's like he doesn't want to be on a rebuilding team, if he's just, like, regressed. But just get his ass out of here. Damn. Damn. Well, damn, damn Pierre. Malcolm, do you have the same thoughts? Is it just no, get Malcolm, the fuck out of here, Jamie what, Collins? What did, or... what did Dan Campbell say? We don't want any turds here. And he looked like a turd on Sunday. Is Jamie, God, damn, is Jamie a Collins a turd now, Gio? Called him a turd. Oh, man. Uh, that, Pierre is in savage mode today. Malcolm, is Jamie Collins a turd to you? I don't think he's a turd. That's 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 tough. <laughs> God damn, a turd. Yo, for yo, I don't know why, but like when I pictured that injury report, <laughs> well, I pictured the injury report and like the reason for Jimmy Collins said you know not practicing is head packing. <laughs> I don't know why I pictured. <laughs> like well, that would be crazy if that happened. Like it is a packing. Like we were like, oh shit, he's packing his shit. Cur- um, currently selling his house, real estate. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Um. Yo, I mean, this is not this is not a big shock. This is not a shock at all. I mean, we were talking about in the last pod how he did not perform well. And we were saying maybe, you know, maybe he could be a position change. Maybe a position change will, will save him, you know. But they're not seeing it this way. <laughs> they're not seeing it this way. Get his way. ass out of here. They, um, they definitely want to go younger. They want to go younger. They want to go faster. They want guys who could play sideline to sideline. Jamie Collins is not that guy. He's Derek he's Moore. a big ass. He's a he's a big linebacker. He is a a pencil head type linebacker, and that's why it's just not working out for him. And I do wish him the best. Hope he lands a job and can continue his career. But it just doesn't look like he's going to be in Detroit. So he's a turd to Dan Campbell and no. Malcolm Hart. No, I didn't say he's a turd. I'm putting words in your mouth now. No, like not literally, but Campbell said he doesn't want Churchill. Oh, he I wants guys. guys we know what all. you guys mean. We're and, not actually Jamie Collins a turd. Yo, and one thing I do love about like this move is Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes are sending a message to the entire locker room. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how much we pay you. Doesn't matter if we structure your contract. If you're playing like shit, you're out the door. And I love it. 
And that's another thing. They restructured Jamie Collins' deal this offseason. And that mm-hmm. wasn't Matt Patricia. That wasn't Bob Quinn. That was Brad Holmes. One of his first things he did when he came to Detroit, uh, which shouldn't say one of the first things he did, but one of the things he did in this offseason was restructure Jamie Collins' deal, you know, to make it more of a long-term deal so they could have more cap for this year. So I thought that was interesting. And, you know, to kind of see the lines are giving up. I mean, I think it's fair to say they're giving up on Jamie Collins. You know, they don't see him as far as a long-term piece for sure. And they don't really even seem as a, a piece going forward for the next couple of weeks. So, I mean, I think they're giving up on Jamie Collins, but kind of like what Pierre said, I, I do like that the front is office is, is no, no, oh. the front office is honest that th- they could admit to their mistakes. If they didn't, if they think they made a mistake with restructuring Jamie Collins deal, they're not going to just keep him on the roster and try to prove their case that he, you know, deserve like, you know, that we made the right decision. If he's not working out, we're just going to get his ass out of here. We're not going to play this out even more longer if we just don't think it's going to work out. It, it, and it kind of does look like what Pierce said. It, maybe it's a bought-in thing. Maybe he doesn't want to be here. I don't know what it was necessarily because Alex Anzalone didn't have a good performance on Monday night either. But with Alex Anzalone, that's something Campbell praised was that he's always around the ball. He was showing uh, effort 100% of the game. He didn't say the same thing about Jamie Collins. He did. So, you know, I, I think you got to take it for what it is. You know, and Dan Campbell said, yeah, we're not putting up with this shit. If you're not bought in, fine. Go play for somewhere else. Or don't play at all. So, Damn. you know, he's, he's sending a message that it's Derek Barnes time. And I'm excited. I'm excited to see 55. number 55, Derek Barnes, around that field. Yes. If it comes to the cost of Jamie Collins, then it is what it is. But yeah. the Lions are going to have to figure out this linebacker, this inside linebacker position because – Outside of Derek Barnes, after 2021, you don't have a linebacker under contract. Jalen Ruiz may have been free agent. Alex Anzalone, free agent. Jamie Collins, his ass looks like he's, his ass is grass right now. He's and done. Then, he's yeah, done and then Detroit. as far as your practice squad, all you have is Tevontae back there. So, you know, not really much. I mean, so. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, don't, you don't have to panic right now because there's no, a lot of time. No, you don't have to panic, but because, you have to figure it out. I mean, yeah, dude. because you're looking at the situation. Um, if Alex if Alex Anzalone works out and plays well, what you know, they could resign him. Or you know, if he doesn't work out, you could let him go and maybe get a free agent, a guy in free agency who is better to the system. Or hell, draft a guy. Yeah, no, I mean, with the Lions system, it's you know not very linebacker, inside linebacker heavy. Only play two inside linebackers. So if Derek Barnes could prove he could be one of those starters it makes the situation so much easier because then you're only looking for one more inside linebacker. But as yeah. right now, you, you don't really have much as a long-term piece. We think Derek Barnes could be that guy, but he has to prove it, obviously. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Because if Derek Barnes plays well, I think Anzalone is going to make Anzalone look well look well as well. I think it's going to make the whole linebacker court look well if Anzalone could – I mean, if, if Derek Barnes could play well. But just like Pierre said, I think this sends a message to the locker room. Like, a lot of guys should be, like, on their on – their, like, they the should be kind of worried. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Trey, yeah. Trey, Trey Flowers. You're looking at this move, you're probably saying, "Oh shit." Flowers, yeah, no, fair. Flowers should be on his heels right now. Jamie's obviously on his heels right now. Yeah. And um, you know, I, I don't know if I could really count out, uh, call out anyone specific after that, but like, it's just a message throughout the season. It's like you got to show 100 percent effort throughout the game, and and it is what it is. I mean, I don't know if you remember too. This was, I believe, an injury connected to it, but the last drive. Lions versus Niners, 
They played Derek Barnes and Alex Angeloni, and Jamie Collins wasn't out there. I believe that was due to an injury. It was Derek, an injury. But Derek who? Barnes was out there for that last drive. Yeah, it was injury-related. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm throwing it out there. Derek Barnes was out there over Jamie Collins. And um, one thing, though, about restructuring his contract actually makes him easier to move. Because what they did is they took his base salary and compared it to a signing bonus to get that money up front. So I'm going to go through something real fast. If they trade him this year, like right now, they save $4 million on the cap but incur a $3.3 million uh, dead cap. Next year, they save $10 million but incur $3.3 dead cap. The following year, they save $2 million but incur $1 million dead cap. And then the next following two years are just avoided years of $1 million dead cap. So, like, it's not really that bad when you look at it. Um it's pretty like you could deal with a three million, three million, and a million for the next three years after those three million. So it's easy to deal with with a dead cap perspective. But whichever team takes him on, I believe he has three point three million dollars left for this year as a base salary. So teams will have cap space, or will have to make cap space to acquire him. Okay. We did and talk I mean, about though. You guys remember how the Texans kind of took on Roby's contract, his base salary, and they got a higher pick for the Saints. Yeah, they got a third round pick. So the Lions, like, say like. Maybe the six teams are offering a six, but Lions take him salary. Maybe they get a fifth or fourth out of it. I don't know. I don't think he's worth the third. He's just really old right now. Um, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, the Lions are in a position too. They do have cap right now. Obviously, they're going young right now, and they didn't invest anybody outside of Romeo Cora in the offseason. So they have salary to like to play around with right now, and believe either next year or the year after that the Lions will have a bunch of cap space. So, I mean, the Lions have some money to play around with if they want to eat some of Jamie's contract to get uh, yeah. acquire a better draft pick or a better player, we'll say. Um, they, they could do that potentially. So it's going to be interesting. It, it certainly looks like Jamie Collins will be out the doors and we're going to have an update on this once, you know, that transaction is made, if that's him being released or if that's him being traded to another team, <clears throat> the New England Patriots. So we'll see what ends up happening. Other teams to watch? Broncos and Chiefs, they need linebackers. Yeah. I, I think the Patriots makes this still no I think sense. the Patriots make the most sense too because yeah. he always like he failed in Cleveland. Belichick took him, did well that one year, then Detroit pays him that money, right? He got his contract, yeah. Failed in Detroit. He might now just go back to Cleveland, make whatever he could, and then retire a Patriot. New England. But yeah, yeah. All right, Pencilhead. Yeah. Oh yeah, he is there. He is there right now. Yes, he's there. Pencilhead is there. What's happening? Does Matt Patricia still wear pencil? Yes. Let's see. Okay, I didn't know that. So, (laughs) all right. I mean, I'm I'm saying yes because he always has. I don't see why he wouldn't this year. No, maybe because uh, obviously it wasn't a good trend. (laughs) Maybe switches it up a little bit. Don't do that, Pierre. Pierre, don't do do that. Uh, to be fair, Piero did go backwards pencil. He, he didn't oh. go front ways. If he had the sharp in the way up front, then you know we have concerns. No, 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 no I don't, don't want to do it. No, I don't want to do it. No. Don't do that. Okay. Well, that was about Jamie Callen. So that's going to be interesting to follow throughout, I, I, I should say, the season. I don't know how long it's going to take, but I feel like this is going to come a lot faster, a lot sooner rather than later, this uh, transaction with Jamie Collin. So, all right, let's get into the Baltimore Ravens. Let's talk about some injuries here. Let's talk about the Detroit Lions injuries. What's the injury report looking like on this Wednesday? Like I mentioned, it wasn't a full practice. It was a walkthrough, so these are estimated. But what was Wednesday's injury report looking like? All right, so Jamie Collins with a turn. No, I'm kidding. Jamie Collins, non-injury-related, <laughs> no practice. Trey Flowers actually is dealing with two injuries, a shoulder and a knee injury, no practice. Tyrell Williams has already been ruled out with a concussion for the week. 
Michael Bracker's shoulder limited, Romeo Quara's shoulder limited, Khalif Raymond thigh limited, Kevin Strong concussion limited, and DeAndre Swift groin limited. I'd say this with Brackers, Aquara, Raymond Strong, and Swift. They had the same injuries, I believe, last week, and they all played. The strong Lions didn't probably, play. Strong didn't I mean, play Strong, well. I'm sorry. Strong yeah. didn't play, but the rules are with, like, concussion. If you have a limited practice and a full practice, you're cleared to play. Yep. Um, so Strong is trending in the right way. And the other guys, Brackers, Aquara, Raymond, and Swift, they were all injured, and they played. So I think the Lions are just being cautious with them. Yeah. And uh, with Dan Campbell this week, obviously with the Monday night game, it's a shorter week for the Lions. He said right. that it's going to be a little lighter this week, a little less physical practices this week, and more of, you know, just walkthroughs and et cetera. Thursday, I believe, when the time you guys are listening to this, that will be their first physical practice. And I don't know, how, I believe Friday will probably be another little light practice, not too physical, a little more walkthrough. And then Saturday, obviously, preparation, Sunday game day. Yeah, um, last week they did practice on Wednesday, but they didn't just they didn't have to release it to the media. So last week they had an extra day of practice. So yeah. that could be another reason why. All right, let's get into this Baltimore Ravens injury report. And I thank their PR team for having a nice organized list. It's, it's actually very artsy. You got the purple background, nice font. I like it. And it's in order. <laughs> <Okay>. so, <laughs> so I enjoyed the Baltimore Ravens injury report. This is our first time ever doing there. So uh, shout out to the Baltimore Ravens PR team. And still... I already used one F-bomb, and Blue Wire only allows me to use three F-bombs per episode, so screw the Packers. I'll, I'll, I'll save my F-bomb for later. But, all right, the Baltimore Ravens injury report is looking like this. Safety Deshaun Elliott is dealing with a concussion. He didn't participate on Wednesday. Outside linebacker Justin Houston is resting. Yes, the same Justin Houston from the um, – what team am I thinking about? Where is Justin Houston originally from? The Chiefs and the Colts. The Chiefs, Chiefs yes. and Colts. Yeah, I know the Colts last year, but I'm, I'm trying to think, where was he originally, like, you know, North Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs, Justin Houston. Yeah. That was embarrassing. All right, he's resting. <laughs> Rodney Stan- uh, tackle Rodney Stanley, I believe he missed last week. He's dealing with an ankle. He didn't participate. He's their starting left tackle. Alejandro Villanueva, the former Steelers tackle, left tackle, he was resting on Wednesday. He played left tackle last week versus the Chiefs, so he should be able to go. It's just going to be interesting if he's going to be playing the left or right side. Nose tackle Brandon Williams is dealing with a neck injury. He did not participate. Defensive end Derek Wolf is dealing with hip and back. He didn't participate. Cornerback uh, Tavon Young is dealing with a knee. He didn't participate. Wide receiver Hollywood Brown was limited with an ankle. And then cornerback Jimmy Smith is dealing also with an ankle. He was limited. And then also to mention, um, guys that are on IR for the Baltimore Ravens, they lost almost every single running back that they had in the preseason going to the year. Gus Edwards tears his ACL. Justice Hill tears his ACL or towards Achilles. And then J.K. Dobbins also tears his ACL. So right now their starting running backs are a guy that they expected going to the season to be their third or fourth guy. Tassan Williams is now their starter. And then they signed Latavius Murray and Devontae Freeman. We'll get more into that when we talk about their offense. But that's something also to mention. Then cornerback Marcus Peters also tore his ACL, one of their starting corners. So... A lot of injuries for the Baltimore Ravens, and yeah, so their injury report didn't look too long, but they have a lot of guys on injury reserve right now. Right. All right, let's get into the Baltimore Ravens offense versus Detroit Lions defense here. Let's start off. You know, you got Lamar Jackson, who I still believe will never be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. But, um, how, how do you feel about this Baltimore Ravens offense versus Lions defense? 
Man, Lamar Jackson scares me. Not just Lamar Jackson. They got Sammy Watkins, uh, Martin Marquise Brown. Those guys have speed on the outside. They have an elite tight end in Mark Andrews. Um, his numbers haven't been like what you thought they would be this year, but I still think he's like an elite tight end. And their O-line is kind of like, so they have Alejandro Villanueva at left tackle, right? That's if I mean, Stanley's out. Yeah, he struggled at right tackle. I mean, when I mean struggle, this guy already has given up 10 pressures in about two sacks and has two penalties this year. And we're only in, we're heading into week three. Yeah, so, he, he was bad versus the Raiders. Very bad. Yeah, at left guard, they have Ben Powers, who I liked a couple years ago, out of Oklahoma. Um, he's been okay. He's only allowed two pressures and has a sack and one penalty. Um, at center, Bradley Bosman, he's actually balled out for them. Um, no penalties, no sacks, or no pressures allowed. Yeah. Um, at right guard, it's Kevin Zeiler, the former, I believe, Cleveland Brown, if I'm not mistaken. Brown in New York Giant, yep. Yeah, so he's okay. Um, he's an okay uh, guard, I guess you could say. He's better at pass blocking than run blocking. He's only allowed to run pressure and has two penalties. Um, and then at right tackle right now, like with Villanueva going back to left tackle, it's Patrick McCarry. He played in 82 snaps, and he's allowed zero pressures, no sacks, no penalties. He's good in pass pro, run blocking to the road, but overall he's like pretty solid for like a backup. For like a yeah. swing tackle or whatever you want to call it. Something to also mention about this Baltimore Ravens offensive line. They had uh, Tyree Phillips, I believe, was their starting left guard. And he got injured. It's either week one or week two. I believe it was week one, but I might be mistaken there. And he's on IR right now, too. So that steps in Ben Powers. He's now their left, left guard. And then, you know, it, it's going to be interesting because, yeah, you mentioned Alejandro Villanueva. He's always been a left tackle in his career when he was a Steeler. And he was a good left tackle for the Steelers. But... When he moved to the right side versus the Raiders, he struggled badly. It, it was a tough adjustment for him. Um, and if Ronnie Stanley plays this week, which we don't know, he was a non-participant on Wednesday. So we'll see what the injury report looks like throughout the week. But if, if he plays and Villanueva goes to that right side, that could maybe potentially be an advantage for the Lions if he's there. It should be. I mean, the guy has a lot of 10 pressures. So, like, Romeo Quara, can I, if he's on the right side, Romeo Quara struggles, like, can't get pressure. Um that's a problem. but That's a concern, yes. <laughs> yeah. Because Max think, Crosby was taking his lunch money on Monday. Yes, he was. He destroyed him. Yeah. I believe he had two sacks that game. He was impressed. I don't know what the exact numbers were, but I saw him in the backfield. Yeah. I felt like every time. Man, um, I, I think those are two different pass rushers, if you ask me. Yeah. Another Crosby thing. Crosby and uh, Romeo? Yeah. 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 Um, another thing, too, is the, the Ravens like to use a lot of tight ends. They got Andrews. They got uh, Nick Boyle. I think he's hurt right now. I'm not sure. Um, they got Josh Oliver, Eric Tomlinson. They use a lot of tight ends because they're more of a running team than a passing team. And also, Dan Campbell said they like to use a lot of eye candy, too. You know how the, the Niners did that and messed with the Lions a little? So the Lions have to be disciplined in their caps, disciplined with their eyes. Um, and you got to watch with the read option with Lamar Jackson because... If he goes, he's pretty much gone. The dude is lightning fast. I think this is where it favors Derek Barnes being in the game plan this week. I agree Having a guy who can go sideline to sideline at good speed is definitely more to an advantage to stop that than what you would have previously with Jamie Collins and, and Alex Anzalone. So I think with Derek Barnes playing this week, and 
you know, we don't know what the role is going to be exactly, but I'm expecting him to start, honestly, especially with this Jamie Collins rumors. I'm expecting Derek Martin now start this week. And I think with that, I think they're giving themselves a better shot to stop Lamar Jackson, you know, running all over them because Derek Barnes gives him a better shot at tackling uh, with his speed and being able to catch up with him. Because Alex Anceloni, we mentioned that he was around the ball all game versus the Packers, but he just does not have that speed to keep up with those running backs or, you know, a guy like Lamar Jackson this week. Like, you can't rely on Alex Anceloni to be that guy. Like, yes, he was around the ball. But at the end of the day, you got to make the play, too. And I think I, I, I feel more comfortable, which is crazy, with the rookie Derek Barnes uh, in his first NFL career start, potentially. So I, I like the chances of, of that rather than what it would be before with Jamie Collins or Alex Anzalone. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely an upgrade to, compared to what we had before. With If you had Jamie Collins and Alex Anzalone out there, you're saying contain, uh, contain Jackson. Taylor Lamar Jackson, that would have been bad. Terrible. That would have, that would have been awful. But I still think that the task you're going to ask for Derek Barnes to try to stop Lamar Jackson, like Lamar Jackson, it's not just a guy who's just, he's just fast. This guy's a freaking human Madden stick. You, he you is know, a human joystick. He's a human joystick. Like Can, Campbell said he reminded him of Vic. Like, there's really no one like Lamar. Lamar's just different. <clears throat> I'll say this, and you know, I, I, I um, Vic is. I think Vic is faster than Lamar, but I think Lamar has more moves than Vic. Like he, he can spin, he could juke, his juke. Like he he jukes like a like a a kick returner. Yeah. So it's, it's you see him in Madden, dude. It's freaking unfair. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like it's this, is a, this could be a tough task because. They're really going to have to try to contain this guy and keep him in the pocket and can't let him get out in space at all. Don't let him. Yeah. Bro, and also, like, I know, like, he's not really, like, the best passer and that's still developing part of his game. But when you have Sammy Watkins and Marquise Brown on the outside, your corners have to be alert because those guys could take a top off the defense at any moment. They're fast. They're good. The game that's plan another has to, concern for They got to have a really good game plan on how to contain the wide receivers that they have and also contain Lamar Jackson, you know, keep him in the pocket. If they so, keep him in the pocket. They, I think this is a, this is a, this will be a good scenario for Detroit. It's a lot easier said than done. Obviously with Lamar Jackson, keep him in the pocket and make him a passer, especially with this Nobody line. Pass rush, not really being able to get home too often this year. Like they're getting home in some plays, but not consistently. So it, it's going to be tough for the Lions to kind of keep Lamar in the pocket and I, I feel like the Ravens could potentially dink and doink versus us. Like, actually, I wouldn't be shocked if they could do that because our, we obviously don't have a personnel at corner right now. We're, we're potentially starting Bobby Price this Sunday. Who actually played Rowe. well in his limited snaps. Yeah, I, I, I mentioned that in the last episode. Um, I'm actually slowly becoming a Bobby Price fan um, just based on his performance last week. When you think about it, seven weeks switching from safety to corner and then coming out playing against Aaron Rodgers and playing like, I don't want to say great, but played okay. Or like for him, that's good. Like you could kind of like see what the Lions see in him. Yeah, he yeah. has. He's, he's, six he's improved three. a lot. He's six for three. He's yeah. six for three. He, he has the size. He has elite size. He has speed. You know, he has the speed. Um, 
and he could tackle really well. I think that's that's a big plus from him playing safety. So that's why I mean I'm giving him a shot. I hope he's I hope he's a starter. And the lines are missing a, a good tackling corner, and and I'll take shots on Akuda all all day long. But that was something Akuda was really good at was tackling, and yeah, it, that's something they you know they were missing. I feel like a little bit was a, a tackling a good tackling corner. Um, so maybe Bobby Price could offer that. We'll AJ Parker is also a oh, tackler. AJ Parker is he yeah. is a guy who we haven't even talked about much, but he's playing as an undrafted guy, man. He's I playing. Think it's, it's good really we're well. not talking about him because when you're not talking about corners, it's really a good thing. Yeah. And when you're watching TV and you don't hear a guy say, oh, A.J. Park with a missed tackle. Oh, they went at A.J. Park. But he, that is a, that is but a he good makes, thing. But he made lots of good plays. He made lots of, yeah, they, you know, tackles for loss. You know, he's making good plays. He doesn't so look like he should a rookie. Be mentioned. An undrafted like a rookie. rookie to say that. He actually looks like he's in place and it looks like we found the long-term answer at nickel. He just yeah. needs to stay healthy, hopefully. Not yeah. yeah, come on. Come on, man. Because you know we, for some reason, like, we'll find somebody good and then that injury bug just happens. So hopefully that's honest, not the case though, for him. Amani Oriore, he struggled this year. So far, yeah. So far. And, and I, I take that as yeah. saying all the corners, I mean, except A.J. Parker. Hopefully, so, like, he improves as because maybe just learning a new scheme and it takes some time, you know? But we'll see. I mean, if, last week, I think he was only targeted once. Out of the whole game, so that's he gave up one catch, one target. Oh, I so don't I know. think, yeah, I mean that's what PFF said. Oh, so I mean, so is last week he did show some improvement. The first game, he, he it was really rough for him. Yeah. He gave up like he gave up like five catches. I'm so high on him. I just want to see him improve. Like I'm so high on Amani. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like if he if if everything is as far as the numbers is what they're saying is correct, and he gave up one catch. One target, one catch last week. Then that's improvement from week one. Yeah, I mean, it's still if you're looking at like his overall PFF grade because week one was so bad. I think he like it was in the 30s. It was like dead, like it would last. It was bad. So you know, hopefully he's improving. We'll see. We'll see how the season goes. Also, I want to bring up a more thing. If Atu Melafanu, I thought he looked really good, even on that play where he got. I want to say beat will beat. I guess he was still stride with stride. With the receiver and a guy like when you're stride with stride with a guy like Devontae Adams as a rookie, I think that's impressive. Yeah, um, I about the one where the ball it, hit his head. He heard it. He he heard his no, no, the one where he got beat on. We, we it was got basically um, controlled by Rodgers. Yeah. Like you can't. Yeah. When he got beat by, by that's, Adams, that's what he squad, I think. He he immediately yeah. like, when you watch that play, like you see him. Like as soon as Adams catches that ball, he grabs his quad and he like he just rolls to the ground. So he, that's yeah, when he yeah. injured it, and um. Bobby Price had to play like that too. Even with the injury, yeah. Bobby Price had to play like that as well. Bobby Price, um, there was a deep ball to yeah. MVS, and Bobby Price was stride for stride with them. Yeah, that's that's why I was like, wow, you know, Bobby Price. Look at him, man. He's actually he's actually <laughs> um, actually stepping up, man. Man, shout out, out to AP. More. Shout out to Coach AP. Yeah, Bobby man. Impressive. He got those yeah, boys working. Yeah, I, mean, I was. I'm not gonna lie. I was scared. I was scared because I was like, there's no way that you know he he was a safety. Coming into the camp, yeah, and then for him to make the transition to the corner, and for him to start right away, I was scared. I'm not gonna lie, but I I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. And then they got, I, I mean, not as tough as a task as Devontae Adams, but they got some guys in, in Baltimore where they could take the top out of these guys. With Hollywood Brown was having a really good start for these first yes. two weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. Sammy Watkins is, you know, 
always had a, a pretty reliable career. Never lived up to his draft stock, but you know he's just a reliable player. And then obviously oh, no. Devin Duvernay, another guy with burners. He was that kid from Texas. I think you guys remember him from the yeah. draft. Yeah, we like that. Want, yeah, we all. I think we all wanted him, didn't we? We like. I know speed. I wanted him. Yeah, I like the like speed. We like the speed. For some reason, like I'm high on every fast guy in the draft. Anybody that runs in the four threes, <laughs> I'm like, I want him. They I want also, him on the team. They also have my great values, uh, Jamar Chase, Tylen Wallace on this team. The good. Re- <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him. I remember you wanted him. Yo, is I he like, hurt? Isn't he no, hurt? No, he is hurt. He's he's no, 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 no. Bateman. Bateman. Rashad, Rashad Bateman. Rashad oh Bateman yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, Tylen Wallace was like a fourth or fifth round pick. He fell. But, he was a fourth round pick, drafted at one thirty two, and it seems like he hasn't played yet. Yeah, no, I just like I like Tyler Wallace. I think he could develop to be a solid pro. So we'll see. I, he's the, I, yeah, he's the great value, Jamar Chase. Real quick, guys, what do you think would be the keys for the Lions in this game? How can they, as as far as like the the defense against the offense, what does the Lions have to do this game that would be realistic that they could actually work and they can actually. Here's the thing. Lamar sometimes runs, I don't want to say carelessly, but sometimes like um, kind of like for some with some turnovers. He already has two picks on the year, right? Lamar has two picks on the year. Um, try to force turnovers on defense. I know that's asking for a lot because you don't have that's, that many playmakers on the outside right now. A whole lot for Detroit. Well, it is because you're on your third corner, basically. Like your third, like you're down the depth chart. No, fourth, probably. Yeah, fourth corner. Um, but, man, you got to do something. In order to win this game, you got to force turnovers. You're not going to stop throwing completely because it's Lamar Jackson. He's just hard to stop. Um, if you could force them in, like, third and long situations, we talked about that in the last show, force Lamar to throw, that's when he makes his mistakes. Yeah. I before Tyler, before I get into your, 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 you know, your keys, I just have a, a trivia question for you because I think you probably have the answer to it because I, I was thinking about it just now and yeah. I have no clue. Um, when was the last time the Lions had an interception? Last time the Lions had an interception. So they didn't have one this week, obviously. No, last week either. They didn't have one week one. All right. Going back go. to last year, do you remember? Uh, like when, uh, let's go. Was the last interception with Jeff Okuda? Please don't make that. Don't, don't no, that, that that was week three. <laughs> that Jeff yeah, yeah, I know. Shit, yeah. when last time we got one after that? Okay, 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 hold up. 2020, um, we didn't do it. I don't think we picked off Kirk any time in that week. Oh, no, we did. Game. Didn't we pick off, um, what's his name? The guy from the Panthers? Oh, PJ, PJ Walker? Yeah, AL got to pick that game. Oh, okay. That was middle of the season, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll just was, that the, was that the last interception? Well, we'll just roll with that for now because I, I just can't remember Detroit getting a lot of interceptions like that. They oh. almost had an interception on Monday when they played. Uh, yeah, uh, Tracy, Tracy, Walker. Tracy Walker when Javante came a corner. So, I mean, I, I, as far as getting. Oh, I'm just going to say this real quick. As far as crane turnovers, the only thing I have faith in is generating <laughs> a, a forced fumble. Another thing is, I was about to bring that up. Lamar had three fumbles versus the Raiders and lost two of them. Yeah. So if they could punch the ball out, I have more yeah. faith in the Lions punching the ball out and getting a, form, a fumble than getting into. I just, I just, I just don't see it. And he had, he has two picks, and they were both against. Um, well, he had the two picks were against Kansas City. Though that was both uh, Tyron Matthew. Malcolm, <laughs> I am going to give you a lot of props. The last Lions interception was on PJ Walker. 
It was PJ Walker. Yes, that's what right. I'm talking about, man. Old man <laughs> still got his memory, man. I tell people, people be slap, people be slipping on my memory. They're like, oh yeah, you don't remember? Yeah, I do. The Lions got two interceptions in that game. I believe it was one by Tracy and one by AO. I'm gonna check very quickly. Uh, yeah, AO and oh, Desmond Trufant got a pick in this game. <laughs> oh, wow. But, so but Tru- what week was that? Uh, right before Thanksgiving. The week, be- so the Sunday before Thanksgiving. What was that week eleven? Somewhere. Dude, we, I don't yeah. even think we scored a point in that game. We right? didn't. We, we lost twenty to zero. Matt <laughs> <laughs> Patricia trying to run the but, um, ball. That just yeah. that just shows that it's, it's been a while since we got interception, guys. So that's why that's why as far as creating turnovers, it's tough, man. Because I don't know. I mean, You're, this is it, this is the quarterback that could throw interceptions though. Like he's proven he's not a good NFL passer. Like or not an average passer. I'll say. Like I, I don't think he's an average passer. I think he's below average as because, a passer. Because he doesn't, he's not a traditional drop back, throw throw the ball quarterback. He's not going to yes. zip any balls in there. You know, he's not, that's not that's not him. But if you're looking for some weird shit like jump passes. He'll do it. <laughs> he'll do it. Yeah. And he'll he he'll find guys open. He'll find guys wide open. So that's that's the shit that you're going to see this game. So I just uh, don't. I I don't know if the Lions have the personnel or like the pass rush to get home where they could make Lamar Jackson a, a pocket passer, you know? Like that's, a, uh, it's going to be tough. I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, what do you do on defense? Do you, like, I, like, do you rush three and just send everyone back to coverage? Like, what do you do? So, you know how the Lions played a lot of two high versus the Packers? Yeah. I think this game will be more focused on stacking the box versus playing too high. And then you take if Hollywood be too deep, like you just let that If happen. Hollywood be too deep, it's like, you okay, it's whatever you be you take. Yeah. yeah, because I agree. their offense is built around their run game versus I Green agree. Bay. I mean, you had Aaron Rodgers, and he's like, he scares you, right? Even Aaron Jones scares you, but Aaron Rodgers scares you more. When you, when you look at Lamar, like, I don't – I'm not a Lamar hater. I think he's a great player. I think he's a star, but I don't think he's the best passer. Ooh, um, wait, 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 wait. Was that shot at Tyler? Did you call him a <laughs> – Lamar hater? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I yeah. actually think highly. I think I'll, highly, I'll embrace I think it. I'll embrace it. I think uh, I'm actually like I I'm I'm high on Lamar. I love the way he plays the game. It's just different. Like you, we haven't seen something like that before, and he wins. He does win like that too. So yeah, yeah, we, we have seen Michael when, Vick. When, when, when's the regular season? <laughs> oh, you want to get into that now? Oh, okay. When it comes to playoff talk. You know, I'm not trying to fund the whole Baltimore Ravens fan base right now because I, I I get people so mad when I talk about Lamar yeah, Jackson. Yeah, you should do. You about to get all these Ravens fans are about to jump jump us. They jump us. Like, they gonna like, catch you in the corner. They gonna catch me in the corner and catch it was just, here in the corner. It, it was just like when Pierre was talking shit about the Colts. Someone on the Colts defense last year. And he had the Colts fans. <laughs> he had the Colts fans attack <laughs> last year. Yeah, you don't want. We don't want. We don't want no beef. We don't want yeah. no drama. <laughs> so. I don't know. I, I don't know what the Lions' realistic game plan is. I do like the idea is where you stack the box. And it's kind of pick your poison this week again. I hate to say it, but it's pick your poison. Do you want Hollywood to beat you deep or do you want Lamar to run on you all day? Like, what's more realistic? I think Lamar running all day on you is more realistic than Hollywood taking the top off yeah. your defense. Yeah. So if he does it, you tip, your hat, you tip your hat and say, okay, you beat us. Like, we had nothing. We couldn't do anything about that. But if Lamar Jackson... If you could try to avoid Lamar Jackson running all day by stacking the box, I think that gives you a better shot on defense to get more stops. Yeah, yeah. Do you think you think they play a spy? They put like Barnes, Barnes on the spy. Or? Derek Barnes, fifty-five. You think they put I him in a spy and then like contain contain the edges, so wild, and then rush maybe three. 
Yeah, I I think it's really realistic to put like everyone in coverage basically. Just send three. Send three, four. Send three. I think probably have two two contain the edges and then I would Pierre, Pierre that. doesn't like that word. Pierre I don't think like you rush three. Pierre you doesn't like that word. Three. Whatever. <laughs> Wait, time out. Because when we were talking about rushing three, and and Pierre, I'm not sure if you noticed, they they did that a couple of times last week. They did. You didn't notice, did you? You didn't notice, did you? What? They They did rush it a couple times. They rushed three a few times. I did not notice to be honest. Okay, 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 hold up. We can't get you know throw the idea of rushing three because of how bad Matt Patricia was at doing it. How dude, Patricia did it twenty five percent. It's because how consistent he did it. But like in the NFL, you rush three. You're allowed to rush three a couple plays. It's whatever. But yeah, that's what they did. You do it if you do it twenty five percent of the time, like Patricia did. No, dude. That's what I'm saying. No, we can't. Like I think. People are just scared of rushing three now. Like every time they hear about <laughs> rushing three, they're like, "Oh no, 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 no we can't do that." Did, like, did you see his face? What you said? What yeah, you I said? Did. Rush three. <laughs> well, when <laughs> you guys kept saying rushing three, I thought you guys were talking about like like ten players. Like, Pierre, yo, chill out. It's a player two. It's like whatever. He was like, they might do. No, they're gonna. They should definitely do it more than than like a player two this game. I do think so. I think they why should have you, a lot. Of okay, but why would you rush three though? You're, you're giving team, Lamar like team, team, team. Make really him a passer. Him, make, though, a, because, make him a passer. No, no. If you rush three, though, you're basically giving offensive linemen a straight shot as you're at your linebackers, basically, right? You you want to stack the box. You don't want to rush three. You want to have eight or nine in the box. Well, Six or seven I, in the box. What, what, what I'm saying is that you're not gonna just line three guys up. That's that's dumb. <laughs> you don't want to just line three guys up. I'm no, what like, I'm you, trying you, to say you is line, like you line your normal guys up there. You you line maybe you know your your five linemen up there. Or four and then five. and then what you're gonna do is you're gonna you're gonna have your edge rushers in like a contain type thing. So if he rolls out, they they shoot at him. Um, oh yeah. But you contain, rush three. Yeah. You rush three. But you have your edge rusher just in the contain. Okay, I see what you're saying. I thought you were saying rest three and drop two in coverage. Oh no, no that's no, like no, no, that's no. like that's like no, you, that's like. Oh no, contain. Yeah, okay, yeah, I get what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, so if you if you can't contain hey. the edges, so so he doesn't like you know rush out, and then you rush, you know, you have the three rush three rushers, and then you have your spy, maybe that gives us probably the best shot. Yeah, on third sure. and long though, I'm not against just sending everyone in coverage and rushing three. On third and longs, if you could force those situations. On third and long, I'm going at the QB because they have, like, especially if Villanueva is on the right side or something, I'm just going to go at the quarterback. I think third and long, if you rush three, that's a little um, – that could bite you in the ass. I'm not going I'm not, I'm not to lie right now. Um, how How is Lamar Jackson under pressure? Because I, I haven't watched enough of him. To see how you perform under pressure, he runs he, out of it. He gets he out, of it out of it. Go, go, go watch playoff games. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the story, right there. So when they when they pressure him, is it a is it a positive like or he is escapes. it like he's, he's good at escaping pressure? Out? Yeah, that's I mean, like a lot of his plays basically just happen like with him. It's his offensive line collapsing, and he just escapes. So and that's that's what, Lamar Jackson. So the. The best move is not to blitz this guy. You don't want to send pressure at him then. That that wouldn't be smart then, would it? I mean, yeah, you, you can, can mix still, it up. Yeah, right? you should mix it up. But you don't want to – it's not like consistently pressuring the guy. You're not running a Steve Spagnola defense where you're rushing zero or, you know, zero blitzes. Like, you're not doing that consistently versus Lamar Jackson. Yeah, but okay. Spagnola did try to do that last last Sunday too. I would really still work. do that though. I would still send stuff at him just to see how he reacts to it. Um, maybe discuss some coverages because again, he's still developing as a passer. 
Yeah, I'm not. Uh, as far as him passing the ball, I'm not worried about him throwing the ball like deep. No, I'm worried not. about somebody sitting in the zone, sitting in our soft zone, like Hollywood Brown, in the middle of the field, and making like maybe one guy miss and take it to the house, like Debo, like that one. Like play just exactly yeah. like what Debo yeah. did. I can That's see that. Exactly what I can picture. Yeah, so, um, Brown is a speedster. Exactly. But as far as like you're, you're saying, is he is is Hollywood Brown gonna like run like a deep post? No, he's not. Yards? He's not gonna throw like a fifty yard bomb like what exactly. Rodgers and Devontae did on Monday night. Like you're not exactly. gonna get that. Exactly. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not expecting. I'm not that. worried about that. I think you can get a force interception if you if you let him do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not expecting that. But I'm expecting. I mean, Greg Roman's not gonna even run that play. <laughs> he knows. I, I am expecting. I'm I'm expecting one of these guys to sit sit in our zone, sit, and he's gonna find him. He'll do one of them jump passes. You know, find one of these guys, and then they're gonna probably take it to the house. Here, here's the thing, bro. I think this is a big game for the Lions' safeties. They have to be dialed in because, like Lamar, he's fast. If if a safety misses a tackle, they're gone. And also in coverage, they have to make plays. That's 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 a tough task. Tracy Walker, I mean, Lamar Jackson dropped that makes the everybody pick miss. the other day. Um, Will Harris misses tackles sometimes. But these safeties had to be on their A game. Well, where's Mrs. Tech was consistent? That's my, <laughs> no, my biggest. You know what I mean, guy. well, guys? Guys, I, I would have to say this. He played. Oh, okay, okay. He well, played really well last week. I think you he cannot was say he's a good tackler. He's a terrible. I'm not tackler. saying this. He he didn't miss a tackle last week, and I, I think he was our highest rated defensive player last week. I don't care. He's a terrible tackler. <laughs> he he tackles too high, and I think that's something that he knows. He tackles way too high. You can't do that versus Lamar Jackson. He'll literally break you if you do that. <laughs> Lamar Jackson makes everybody look silly. Silly. I know that's what I'm saying, like, but he'll make him look extra shitty. Will Harris will be a meme. You can't if, take if bad does. angles on Lamar because his speed will destroy you. You take a bad angle, he's gone. You have to be dialed in and disciplined. And but like like I say, well, Will Harris last week, I was really impressed. I was really impressed from what I seen from Will Harris. He played well. Did you rewatch the game or something? Yeah. Oh, that's, and that's 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 what I did. From the so, eye test, I don't know. I didn't. I saw. I thought he was like, eh, but the only play that he like that you could say like it, it probably it wasn't even on him because um, there was a play that one of the receivers caught the ball and he tripped over um, Ao and like they both fell. Yeah. And then the receiver got a few yards, but he played well. I mean, he made it made tackles. He was in the pop. He, he was a key, a key reason why that sack happened from. Um, Charles Harris, the, the Charles Harris one, the third one. Yeah, he was so he, he was a he big was reason of the sack. Yeah, I saw that. So he played he played well. So hopefully this this can continue. All right, maybe I was harsh on him last week. I don't know, but his his tackling versus Lamar Jackson. Yeah, the way he tackles, bro. Like I know he was getting the tackles, but he like like Tyler said, he tackles high. He does tackle high. Even like even last week, he still made the tackle, but you could just tell that he tackles high, like. Yeah, it's not. That's why I just—it's just—it's like a weird tackling form. It is, but hopefully they get it right. The, the, you know, the, they they can fix it. Hopefully it could be fixed. It almost I thought like it, one of the plays, he was like close to get a face mask, but he didn't. You know what I'm talking about? He literally tackled the dude like really high. It looked like that, it was almost about to be a face mask. Last, last week, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly. The way that what was, the way that was tackles, it it looks like he's going for like a piggyback ride almost. Like, it looks yeah, like trying to get on yeah. the guy's shoulder. They're like, that's the perfect way to explain it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's the best way to explain it, for real. It's It, it reminds me of D-Virgin, like that one play versus the Patriots in the preseason. Like, mm. he was just he was trying to get, like, a piggyback ride. <laughs> mm. 
The version. Yeah, that's the name. That's the name. Yeah. <laughs> um, just got released by the Niners. <laughs> yeah, he got released from that practice but squad. So it's it's gonna be tough for everybody. I think our whole defense. You're saying we need to wrap up Lamar. He's a human joystick. He's gonna make. You're, we're gonna see a lot this game, and I don't think because if when we see it, I don't think we should put blame on these guys because no, but it happens like, to everybody. I understand. He's gonna make but like, our He's already bad versus like not Lamar Jackson. Like it, like now imagine Lamar Jackson with his tackling. That yeah. just sounds terrible. That's why I said the safeties had to be dialed in this game because Lamar does sometimes make some errant throws, and sometimes the way he runs with the ball. Like, you know, he doesn't always, like, secure the ball. If you could yeah, punch you it could, out or something. Punch it, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? We need to punch that shit out. We need to punch it out. The Raiders, I mean, the Raiders did that. They had two fumbles on him. Yep. And one was in an, a crucial time in overtime. And Yeah, well, he had the three, but he recovered. They recovered one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two yeah. loss. So, yeah, no, it's going to be interesting. I'm excited to see 55, though. Derek Barnes, this is a good matchup. Like, this is, it gives you a better chance, in my opinion. I gotta be honest, bro. Like I'm a Lions fan, but Lamar is entertaining to watch. So it's just I think it's just gonna be an entertaining game. I will be like, at Fort Field in that game, so I'll yeah, be booing Lamar, Lamar pretty fun. heavily. He's oh my god! If the if the Lions steal this game for Baltimore, you, Baltimore fans, you're never hearing that of me. You're never hearing that. <laughs> you're never hearing that of me. If we, if we win this game for Lamar Jackson, you're never hearing that of me. That's what's up. Yeah. Um, you guys want to get into the offense? Yeah, let's, let's take yeah. a quick break. Let's take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about the Detroit Lions offense versus uh, Baltimore defense. Yeah. We'll be back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. All right, we're back, guys. Let's talk about this Baltimore defense versus Lions offense. 
kicking off to you, Pierre. What does the, um, the Lions have to do on offense this week? So their defense is kind of like ours. I'm just going to go with some quick players real fast. They run like a, like two inside linebackers. They have like Tyus Bowser on the outside and Justin Matabuke, Brandon Williams, Clayus Campbell, and Justin Houston. Um, obviously, Houston's also on the outside. The other three guys are their ends and their nose tackle. Brandon Williams has struggled this year, and he's dealing with injury, but he's like their snacks. He's their big fucker. He's 336 pounds. Um, I think, like, if he plays, he could give us some issues inside. I know he struggled this year, but he's still. I still think he's good. Calais Campbell has played well this year. He has four pressures and has done great against the run. Um, Justin Houston looks real good, too. He has four pressures and a sack. Um, so their D-line could give us potentially some issues. But honestly, the, the way the Lions O-line has looked, I'm not really worried about that front. I don't know if I should or not. Their linebackers are not the best in coverage. Patrick Queen and um, who's the other guy right here? Uh, Malik Harrison, the kid out of Ohio State. I actually liked him a couple of years ago. Yeah, so their linebackers are not good in coverage. Again, Hawkinson, like Travis Kelsey has had a big game. Darren Waller's had a big game against them. And I'm expecting Hawkinson to have a big game as well. Their safety is Chuck Clark and Deshaun Elliott. And Elliott could be out with a concussion, right? Yep. So I don't know who's his backup. Do you have his backup, Tyler? Uh, his backup is uh, Brandon Stevens. Brandon Stevens. I don't know much about Brandon Stevens, but... He's a backup for a reason. So, yeah, they're hurting right now. And obviously, Marlon Humphrey's one of the best corners in football. But at corner, they have Jimmy Smith. He's dealing with an injury. Marcus Peters and I are. Right now, they're starting um, Anthony Everett. He's 5'11, but he ran a 4'36. He's been okay. Um, he's been targeted 13 times, allowed nine receptions, only allowing a passer rating of 55.9. So, He's he's been okay for like a death piece, you know, like a guy who could come in and start. Um, yeah, so I think the Lions, the goal should be coming into this game and passing the ball. Their linebackers are not good in coverage. The Lions O line is good. Their D line doesn't really scare me. They don't really have a guy who could like fuck a game up. Like they don't have a Bosa. They don't have a Zadarius Smith. You know, like they don't really have a guy who could mess up your game plan. Um. And they've actually done well against the run. The Ravens have done well against the run. Malcolm, what were the numbers? You had them. I believe they're second against stopping the run. In, in, in the running game, um, I can tell you right now. I know in passing, their passing game is they're they're dead last. Um, but in the running game, they are six six in yards total yards allowed. Um, only giving yeah. up 144 yards on the ground. Well. There is one guy that sort of scares me, and he's a rookie. Um, I don't know if you guys remember the kid. It was Jason Owe, but now he likes to be called by his first name, Odafe Owe. Um, this kid is balling. He actually beast, won AFC. Man. I think he won AFC Defensive Player of the Week. It's beast, dude. Yeah, I mean, so. I, I, I'm surprised, dude, because when he was a prospect, I did not expect him to emerge this early into the scene. I thought he would be more of a project where – he kind of had Julian Aquara s you know, skills where he has a bunch of talent. He's this big, speedy guy. He can get to the quarterback, but he doesn't really have much of a pass rush move yet. But whatever Baltimore has taught him so far in the in you know the off season and then going to the regular season, 
it's translating really quickly and a lot quickly than I think even the Baltimore Ravens front office could even imagine of how yeah. fast he is emerging to coming one of those, you know, legit pass rushers. And he's legit, man. He's, he's legit. So congratulations to him, dude. Cause you know, I, I, I didn't, I didn't see this at least not this early. Like I thought he had the potential obviously because of, you know, the size and speed he has, but as far as being this developed as a pass rusher with the moves that he's already developed this early in his career, unbelievable, honestly, it is unbelievable. Yeah, he has seven pressures, a forced fumble, and a sack, according to PFF. So, I mean, this guy, you got to watch out for him. He's, he's really athletic. I, I forgot his 40 time, but I remember he was really athletic coming out. That's what made him a first-round pick because if you're taking – if you were draft – okay, let's just go back to the draft, not what he's done so far in the Baltimore Ravens. But if you're going from what he was in Penn State – you were drafting him as far as just upside. It wasn't the production. I think he had zero sacks last year for Penn State, if I'm not mistaken. He had a very oh, it looks, bad... He had, it looks he like have, he, ran a, he ran a 4-3-6. Because he has the talent. He has the traits to be a great player. But he, he did not produce at Penn State last year. He had a very bad year. And it was going to make his stock fall. But I don't know what the fuck Penn State puts... Oh, that's my second half bomb. But I don't know what the hell Penn State puts in their water to make these guys... Uh, they have some special water where these guys just come athletes, man. Whatever yeah. they put in. I mean, they always have crazy combines. Crazy combines. Saquon, Parsons. Michael Parsons. Away. Yeah. Away. Probably missing other guys, too. KT yeah. Hamler is really fast. They just develop these crazy athletes. Yeah. Friar so Mood oh. is a good athlete. Yeah. Yep. So, Tyler, you, you think it's the same thing um, as far as, like, the game plan would be to pass, pass this game? You're going to put the game on Jared Goff? I am putting the game on Jared Goff, but not necessarily attack with your receivers. I'm saying more attack with your tight end. You have a weapon, DJ Hawkinson, and and they are utilizing Hawkinson so far the first two games. I believe had eight receptions week one and eight receptions week two or something along those lines. Um, So TJ Hawkinson has to come a weapon this week because Peter mentioned they have a weakness at covering uh, the tight ends. And, you know, I'm just going to give you a quick glance. And I think it is fair now to compare TJ Hawkinson to these type of guys because the first two weeks the Baltimore Ravens played the, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders and the, Ch- uh, and the Kansas City Chiefs. So Darren Waller and Travis Kelsey, two top tight ends in the league. I think we could put TJ Hawkinson in this conversation now. But what the Raiders did on Monday night versus the, the Ravens, they targeted Darren Waller 19 times. He ended up with 10 receptions, 105 yards, and a touchdown. And then on Sunday Night Football versus the Chiefs, they targeted Travis Kelsey eight times. He had seven receptions for 109 yards and was averaging 15.6 and also had a touch on this game. The Lions need to use TJ Hawkinson as an asset. It's their biggest asset in, off, in, in this offense, in my opinion, outside of the offensive line. And they got to they gotta attack him. I'm, I'm expecting 10-plus targets in this game for TJ Hawkinson. I, I really am. So I, I'm really looking at TJ Hawkinson as a mismatch for the Lions this week especially when you don't have a, a great receiving core. Like, the Kansas City Chiefs have Tyreek Hill. They have Mikkel Hardman. Like, they have other weapons, but they still made Travis Kelsey the main source of offense. The Raiders, you know, it's kind of similar to the Lions offense as far as a skill position-wise. You know, he's not the greatest receivers, but you got a dog in tight end. And what the Raiders came into the game plan was, we're going to attack that dog with tight end. And it worked for the most part. You know, they got the game, they got their tight end going, and... He was their biggest piece on offense, and 
you know, th- that's what really got the Raiders offense going, uh, sustaining drives. And, you know, it, it, that's what helped them win the game ultimately, obviously with Derek Carr as well. So, you know, obviously the quarterback play of Jared Goff is not Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and it's Derek Carr, I think, is better than Jared Goff as well. So, you know, it is a tougher yeah. task to ask out of Goff, but I still think you got to uh, use your tight end in this in this matchup. Yeah. I mean, this is a copycat league. I mean, if they yeah. it wasn't they didn't they didn't have an answer for it the last two games, and Detroit definitely is going to look at the situation and say, "Hey, they didn't have an answer for their tight end, so let's let's get T.J. Hawkinson involved." And this is this is why I mean, it, it, and it's going to show the difference between the staff this year and last year, because the staff last year was just so one sided that they'll see a weakness. And they'll be like, I don't care what the weakness is. I'm just going to still do what the hell I do. We're going to play <laughs> so cover it one. <laughs> it was really annoying. <laughs> it was very annoying. Um, but this, uh, this, this, this staff, I think they're smart. There's a lot of smart guys here, and they they see the numbers. They see the numbers, and I think they're going to TJ Hawkinson in for a big. If you have TJ Hawkinson in your fantasy lineup, definitely. I mean, you should be starting him. But now he's locked anyways. Locked. Yes. Locked, yeah, for a big game um, Sunday. Um, another thing I want to bring up, and I think Campbell said it too, is they're going to find more ways to get Swift involved in the receiving game, and they have to. Like we mentioned, their their safety is hurt, their linebackers aren't good in coverage. So if you could get your running back out in space too and let them do some work, I think that'll be good too for this game. Um, the receivers, I stay away from Marlon Humphrey. I think he's one of the best corners in the league. Don't target Humphrey. Just stay away from him unless, like, if he's flat out beat. But I'd go at Everett, right? He's he's not a starter. Um, our, guy, our guys have had a tough time creating separation so far this year, too. So, it, you know, I think Quintus Cephas has been a bright spot so far. But it, it's – I feel like the big plays we've seen in the Lions offense outside of, like, tight ends and running backs, if it's coming from the receiving core, it's when the offensive line produces time for Jared Goff. And they've done that consistently this year. Um, like yeah. even the Quintus Cephas big play on third and one was that forty plus yard bomb. That took that that play had to develop for a while. Like Kevin King was with Quintus Cephas, but it came to a certain point where the Lions offensive line was just manhandling that Green Bay Packers D line. And you know we always say it, corners can only cover for so long. Quintus Cephas makes the third move, you know, during that play and then gets the big play. Obviously, so you know I, I think we're dealing with the better pass rush this week than last week. So I think we could maybe expect maybe not as much time for Jared Goff. But, you know, I don't know. This line's offensive line has been really good, so you don't want to underestimate him either because this Ravens off, this Ravens defensive line is – it's not great, but it's not terrible. I think it's right in the middle of the pack if I had to bring him in the league. And, Tyler, another thing is, too, is Tavon Young. It's right. He's our starting nickel. And he's been targeted uh, seven times, lost six receptions. His coverage grade from PFF is 32.2. That's bad. So he's another guy. If, if he's playing, go at him. Who are we throwing in that nickel? Uh, Amon Ross and Brown? Amon Ross and Brown. He needs to be a little more consistent, too. He's been like, he's shown flashes here and there, but he has, he he, he has to be more. He dropped, he dropped a lot of yeah. passes. He, he dropped, has to be more consistent. The one went through his hands, right? He dropped two last week. He dropped one when um, Alexander, you know, he had Alexander was in coverage with him, and that ball would have had us. That that was the to end the first half, you know when we kicked the field goal. But yeah. he threw the ball to him, and that play would have put us in first and goal. That's um, when it went he, right through his hands, right? That's the one that went right through his hands. Yeah, um, he got to come. He got he got to be more consistent, man. As far as catching these balls, 
I like what I've seen, like, from Trinity Benson. Like, when he has the ball in his hand and he has a yak ability, like, he's kind of fast. Yeah, there, there, there's a lot of, like, like yeah. I, I knew this was going to happen as far as the talent-wise. Like, we don't have a number one receiver, but we have some guys that could make plays. I think Trinity, ben, Trinity Benson is going to be one of those guys, once he grabs the full playbook and he's, you know, there full-time, Yeah, I think he's going to be a bright spot for the team. Khalif Raymond has also, like, he's actually been, like, I like okay. Him. Yeah, he's like been him. solid. Um, There's just been some times where Jared Goff just completely misses him. It's, yeah. happened, it's happened multiple times already, honestly. Yeah. So. No, there has been. Um, Jared Goff, like, he hesitates to throw the deep ball. You still saw it a little on Chris Green Bay, but he did take a couple more shots. But you could tell he always looks deep, and if he thinks, like, a guy's not open, he's like, I'm not going to throw it, I'll just take down. Like, you could see he looks deep right away. It's trust. Yeah. Um, there's obviously there's not a lot of like chemistry with these wide receivers yet, and you could tell like he's not all the way there with Amon Ross St. Brown. He's not all the way there with Trinity Benson and those other guys. So I mean, he, he, he's giving him Amon Ross St. Brown some some chances. It's just he's dropping them. Yeah. You look like his his main like right now he's gaining that trust with Cephas. Uh, so that's and that's Hawkins a positive. Like and thing with Hawkinson, Hawkinson, that's that's there. a Hawkinson is Hawkinson. Given, yeah. 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 Yeah, no, Hawk, Hawkinson is emerging to come one of those top tight ends in the league. Like, he is actually legitimately coming the top five tight end in the league and could yeah. be top three very soon. Let's, let's give a yeah. slow clap for Pierre. <laughs> Why? Why? Because you called this, man. Remember we were like, fuck, we can't draft a tight end? And you're like, trust me, guys. He's going to Remember? Yeah, he's, he's different. Yeah. I, I know, I... I never doubted Hawkinson's, like, potential. I we just, just wanted... We just wanted Josh Allen. Is that that and I love Josh Allen. That and I, I, I'm just never been a fan of taking tight ends at the top ten. And I like, yeah, I still either. have that like vendetta against it. But I think we could admit that it is, 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 is legit. So he worked out. And you know, would I have done it? No. But I'm not complaining because he's a beast. He's a, he's yeah. a baller. He's, I mean, right he's, now he's, he's your number ball. one option. Your passing offense and might be your number one option going forward. He's he's a baller. He's a beast. Um, and his blocking has improved a lot, which it is. Has. Yeah. which is impressive. If he could continue to improve his blocking and continue to improve his receiving a little, the sky's the limit for him. And when we said when he was drafted, like, this guy has, like, all-pro potential. Like, he's a special player. Yeah. I was just so, I guess I was so blinded because I was so angry about what the, that we were, that the Jacksonville Jaguars stole Josh Allen from us. Yeah. That I, I just couldn't see it. I was yeah. just so angry. I was he's so been angry. good, too, though. I mean, not gonna lie, yeah, Josh, Josh Allen is he's, 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 he's a captain too. For yeah, Jack, he's been great for Jacksonville. Well. Yeah, but I'm glad we. Ha- I'm glad we have TJ, man. He's a, he's good. He's, he's a good guy. Hopefully, we could keep him here for the long haul, and he's our tight end for for the long haul. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, as far as we're talking about, we got to get the tight end involved in this game. We got to get the passing game involved. Um, I still don't think we should abandon the run game completely. I think this is still a game plan where you still have to try to keep them honest and you can't just keep yeah. passing because you don't have that type of quarterback where you could pass 40 times a game and get away with it. Like, you're just not going to win that way. So you got to give credit to your offensive line. They've made holes for your run game. And you just got to take it. You, you got you to still try to pound it. Like, I know the Ravens have been good against stopping the run. They, they did a good job versus the Raiders. But they haven't faced an offensive line like this yet. The Raiders offensive line, bottom of the league. Chiefs, solid offensive line. They're newer. Obviously, a lot of new pieces there. Uh, and, you know, the Lions have new pieces on the offensive line as well. But I think the Lions have 
the most established offensive line they've played so far in these first three games as far as the Ravens. So you you got to give credit to your offensive line, and they've made holes the first two games versus better fronts. you got to give them credit, and get, you have to have their trust, and you have to still run this ball versus the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, they can just, just play the flow of the game. See how the flow of the game is going. If your running backs is averaging 2.1 yards per carry, and you're like in the third quarter, second, third quarter, it's not working out. <laughs> You yeah. know, um, but if they're playing, they're getting good carries, you know, shoot, let it ride. I mean, well, you got to try it. You have to try it. Yeah, yeah, you have to, because once the running game is going, even though like we didn't run the ball a ton last week, you just saw what the running game was doing. Yeah. Like it made Jared Goff, made Jared Goff was able to do a, a, a zone read because of our running game. And he ran for like what? That was, he broke for like what? 20? 30 yards? 24 yards is longest run in his NFL career. 24 yards for Jared Goff? You know, when I saw that play, that made me think, like, the Lions had to be looking for a mobile quarterback. Like, if they want their next quarterback, like, if you think about it, too, I remember when Campbell said he wanted a mobile quarterback with a strong arm and accurate quarterback back when, like, they interviewed him, like, in the offseason. True, thanks. So... The way that when they did that, I was like, this is interesting. Like, if you, if you like, think about two or three years from now, instead of golf, there's that mobile quarterback. Or maybe it is golf. Like, golf works out, sure. But, like, if you can envision, like, maybe, like, a Malik Willis or something, you know what I mean? Like, an athletic QB down there. That could be fun. It'd be interesting. Yeah. Liberty quarterback. You're bringing Liberty quarterbacks into context. I no, like no. It. I just, like, use it, like, as an <laughs> I'm example. Just saying, I'm just that. saying. Like, you know I, I like mean? it. We're getting Liberty yeah. quarterbacks in the pot. I like it. <laughs> um... But I mean, I I think they I think they did that play to show that he's more athletic than people thought he was. No, that that was I mean that play call was like whoa, where did that come from? Yeah, like, that was interesting. Sure that he he has he can move. He's not like like you told Tom Brady to do that. Yeah, I think he'll make it to like hell the, no. He'll make it to like <laughs> five yards and then he he probably just fall. <laughs> you know, but like what's interesting though, like self made that play. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You might trip if they run that play again, they used to be like, oh, maybe Goff could keep it. Like, you kind of get the defense thinking, like, yeah. that's what I like. They put it on tape. It was it was a gutsy play call. I was, personally wouldn't have ran it. I mean, but you, you saw out. because because of the way they're running in the inside so much that as soon as Goff, you know, faked the, the, the run to, um, to Swift, the whole defense just, like, collapsed in the middle of the, of the field. Right. That's why he pulled and just took off. There was nobody there. Yeah, but that's 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 why you have to kind of stay somewhat balanced so to keep them honest. Yeah, because everything opens up, play action opens up, shit like that opens up, everything opens up. So if you guys are running the ball, are you trying to run up these gaps with Brandon Williams? Or are you trying to run on these edges with Houston and I'm, like what's the I'm, plan? I'm I'm until until it doesn't work, I'm continuing to do it, and that is running behind Frank Ragnow. And Halapute Vatai. Just run up those gaps. Running I'm also right. running behind Penesua because that guy just moves people. Yeah, in, in, I'm not sure if you watched that. I didn't. They didn't run much behind Penesua. Yeah, that was interesting. I don't know why they didn't do that. Maybe they were attacking uh, um, their ends on the other side because they weren't as good you know, as Ron. What they were doing know. is they they literally was running behind Frank Ragnow and Halapute Vatai. Those two guys were creating the the biggest. Oh hole. yeah, they move people. Yeah, they, they were creating people. these holes that you could drive uh, a eighteen wheeler through. Like that, that was the size <laughs> of the holes Damn. that they were creating. And 
yeah, like I'll continue that trend. I'll just say, you two motherfuckers move these guys. <laughs> and hey, that's your first that's that's you to run. go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, that's not a bad idea right behind those two. And Jonah Jackson, man, I've been impressed with him so far. Like, yeah, he's had some penalties and stuff. He's a young player, but the way he's been in the running game and the passing game has improved a lot more, more than last Jonah, year. Jonah was the perfect pick for a plug-and-play. He's just yes. that perfect guy. Like he's never gonna be that guy who's gonna be the best guy in your offensive line, but he'll never be the worst guy in your offensive line. Perfect. He's a good player. player. Just a, a good, good overall player. player. He's like a Graham Glasgow, I would say. Right. He was the nope. perfect replacement for Glasgow. Tyler, mm-hmm. the Lions are actually really high on him. Like Campbell is really high on him. I think they view him more as a Graham Glasgow. I think they think he could be like a potential star. Like they're really high on him. Okay, I don't are see you that. Giving, but... Are you giving a slow clap to Bobby? Yeah, I won't give a slow cut to, but I I like that 2019 class and or not. That was Tyler's uh, boy coming no, out. Screw the 2019 class, the 2020 class. I, I liked Bob Quinn's draft class, honestly. Bobby, we call him Bobby. I mean, obviously Jeff Okuda is looking sus right now, but everything else, you know, DeAndre that's, Swift. That's, not, that's that's not nice, Tyler. <laughs> okay, okay, but okay, DeAndre Swift, fine player. Not nice. Uh, Julian Aquara, <laughs> Julian Aquara could be a solid player. Jonah Jackson, slow clap, good player. Like it, it was, it was a solid draft class for for Bob Quinn. Stenberg Bobby. is your top backup guard. Um, who's the other guy? They took Stenberg, and then oh yeah, we'll say take twenty twenty. Oh, Deshaun Cornell. I mean, look, he's had he had a really good preseason. Yeah, that was that was seven. Oh, and John Penasini. Penasini, yeah, he's. I mean, he stuck around. So Bob, Bobby did a good job then. That that draft class. Yeah, no, that that was a class we liked a lot, and I thought, Bobby. you know, we, we had Jordan Reed on too. That was a class he liked too. Bobby, so <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't, yeah. I don't forgive Bob Quinn for it. Still, screw Bob Bobby. Quinn. He he, he digged this franchise so deep into it. So we're not gonna. This is probably the only you know kudos you over here about Bob Quinn every anytime soon. So Bobby, all right, guys. Bob uh, Quinn got a couple of things right, but like Frank Ragnow, Hawkinson, Swift. The guys we just mentioned. Other than Bob that, Quinn though, was like an 80 to eighty to twenty percent ratio. Eighty percent wrong. 20% offensively, right. he was good. Defensively, he was awful. Bobby. Is that fair? Um, you look offensive, at the guys he offensive to, line, he was fine. I mean, even at like offense, like Kenny Galladay worked out. Yeah. Um, who else did he draft? All I know is is that picture with him in the baseball bat pisses me off. <laughs> Carry on. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think Carry On is like the only one on offense that didn't really like like high regarding high picks. I didn't really out on offense. The last guy worked out for him. I mean, you had Joe Dahl, who was a solid player. Why did he You're... have a baseball bat though? Why? <laughs> that uh, people, I used to think that picture was so badass too at the time. <laughs> I'm a baseball Bro, guy though. I like baseball. Melko, like, I, let's I be honest. Sick. If Bob Quinn was still like. If, if he was like a great GM right now, that pick would be like framed everywhere. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Come yeah, on, dude. Malcolm. You, you know you you just hate the pick because you hate the guy. But yeah. the pick is badass. You can't. If Matt Patricia was a badass coach, everyone would love the damn pencil. We oh. loved the pencil when we hired him. <laughs> no, 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 no. You guys love the pencil. I think I think Tyler even had a shirt with the I pencil. Have, I I have three shirts. I had a custom pencil. I was bought in. You had a custom. Oh, you did have a custom. You broke it, didn't you? Break I that? broke it. Yes, I broke it. But it's broke. It's in the garbage now. But I bought a custom pencil. It's beer. somewhere. It's somewhere in the waste. Somewhere in the. It's somewhere the waste management now. I was going to think of my life. Oh shit. But no, I was bought in. No, the pencil was sick. I was going to grow my beard. I was going to make my hair long, backwards Stop. hat. No, I was bought in. 
So, Charlotte was wow. mad Patricia on Halloween. Wow. No, I was not him for Halloween. But... <laughs> you were trying to be. I mean, now it could be. I feel like he's fucking scary now. That was my third F mom, but he's he's scary now. So, <laughs> oh, so, so guys, are, are we stuff. doing are we doing um, predictions this episode? Or is this going to be Sunday. next? No. One? So let's from now on we'll do predictions in our pregame show because we we'll have yeah. a better idea of the entry report. We we'll have a better idea of what's going on. Um, and honestly, it's better. Like we'll also have more time to think about it too. Yeah. yeah. yeah At least the inactives, and then yeah, we'll have a better idea yeah. of our. All right, cool, 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 cool. Nice right, answer, wrap, right? Yeah. All right, guys, that is a wrap to this episode of the Baltimore Ravens pregame, and we will be live on Spotify Green Room on Sunday before the game, an hour before the game, and then right after the game. So predictions, if you guys are interested in predictions, that'll be on Sunday. So if you guys are interested live, you can hear that live, or if you guys can't make it live, it'll be on our our feed as well. So you guys could always rewatch that. So if you guys are interested in predictions and bold predictions and uh, record, our records are not too hot right now. I'm at 0 and 2. You guys are at 1 and 1. So, um, Pierre, what just very interesting. What's the spread at right now? I believe eight and a half when I last checked. I, I saw it at eight earlier, but it might have went up or might have went down. Let me see. It might, it, our prediction will be on Sunday. So that's when it's, that's so really on matter. ESPN is Baltimore minus eight. And the reason why our predictions are hard, guys, because we're doing our predictions right now based on the spread. We are not based on spread. score. We're doing it based on the spread. So if we were off score, I'm two and oh, but we're doing spreads. So I'm oh and two. So it makes a huge difference. Yeah. And it's more fun with the spread because it's harder. No, yeah, for sure. Because I mean, like last year, it was just like, yeah, Titans, Packers, Bears. Yeah, well, they make it harder play. on us. No, yeah. I like, I like that they're just right, and it, it can maybe help you guys win some money if we were good at this thing. But I'm zero two, so I don't know how much I would trust my opinion. I think right I'm now. one and one. If I'm you're one and one right now. Yeah, you're one. And this one. game is hard to pick. Minus eight is really tricky. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see, see that. that. So so stay tuned for Sunday. That that's yeah. a, a good you know lead up to Sunday. So stay tuned for Sunday. And with that, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever. It's always very much appreciated. And I'm out, guys, and we'll see you Sunday. Peace. All right, guys. Hope you all have a great week, and I'm out. Peace. All right, y'all. It's your boy Malcolm, and I am out. Peace. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.